Welcome back to the My Life Platform podcast. If you're new to this podcast, I just want you to keep in mind a, a core thing that we believe, and that is that every human being has great purpose. We can know it clearly, and we can be set free to pursue it boldly. Now, we also believe that anyone's life can be dramatically changed by just one conversation, and that's why we do podcasts, because it might just be that in this one conversation, something in your life can be moved. Today's conversation, it's just going to be me talking to you, and my conversation is basically the response of a parent that asked me about their child. Let me explain their child and who they are, what they're like. Their child is uh, a young teenager, around 15 years old. He's an athlete, pretty serious about his sport. But he's really, he's really arrogant, <laughs> difficult to get along with in the home, um, rather stubborn. You and I both know that arrogance has a lot of relatives, when arrogance comes in, he brings in a lot of annoying friends with him. So what do you do? You're a parent and you have a teenager that is arrogant. Well, first of all, let's realize that if your child is arrogant, you haven't messed up as a parent. This is the human condition. See, pride is man's response to man's problems. Pride always presents false answers to our problems. This is the human condition. I messed up. I must go do this. Usually, this is a pride-based answer. For instance, the most common thing that all of us can relate with is that when we mess up, our first thought is, I must go hide. And the reason we do this is because if no one knows, I'm fine. Well, obviously, we know that we're not fine. <laughs> In hiding a problem, the problem isn't solved. It's just hidden. And we're happy when it's hidden because we think that we at least save our reputation. But this is what pride tells us, but it's not true. Once again, I want to reiterate this. If your child has a problem with arrogance, there's no time or necessity for you as a parent to think, you know, I think I've blown it. There's no, there's no, it's totally unnecessary. That helps no one. Every parent can look at their life and their kids and think, you know, I should have done something different. Of course, we all could have done something different. Maybe we all should have done something different. The good news is that in spite of what the past has been, we have opportunity for the future. Some of our greatest failures even as a parent are opportunities for great things to come from it. So we ought never fear our mistakes in life in, in, in any fashion, any kind of failure we have in life, if we face it, there's opportunity inside of it. So let's get back to this, this uh, 15-year-old. He's trying to face his human problems and fears and insecurities with arrogance. Quite frankly, the more arrogant someone is, 
the greater the insecurity, the stronger the fears they're facing. And arrogance just becomes this facade that you can at least portray to the world that I'm doing just fine. In this case, the the teenager plays sports. Now, sports can really become a person's identity. If I'm struggling with insecurity, if I can be great at a sport, then that can become my confidence. That can be the thing that I show the world. See, world, look at me play football. You see how great I am? And it becomes this identity. So even within the sport, and I think about this, um, this teenager, having success in their sport can actually cause their pride to be elevated. Because if they're good at it, every time something good comes from it, it can build their arrogance. Any, any childhood activity can give the threat of offering our kids what I would call a false success. Whenever the child leans on their activity, whatever it is, and they make it their identity, it can become a false success. It builds the, it can build their arrogance. That's a deep topic to get into, but the parent must be willing to the parent must be willing to look into the darkness of what happens when the human being at any time makes their activity their identity. It's a setup. So here's what I want to say. Here's three things I want to say to the parent who's struggling with a a teenager especially that's battling with arrogance and all of the little friends that arrogance invites into the home along with them. First of all, let your child face adversity in whatever form it comes in. The good news is that when when the human being is arrogant, adversity will come because with our arrogance usually comes ignorance and we do things that cause adversity. It's really important that you let your child face adversity, especially the adversity that you don't have to cause yourself. It's really difficult as a parent when your child's being arrogant and in the home, you have to face them nose to nose about things that are going on. That's not really avoidable. But the best thing to do that really can be an aid to you as a parent is let them face the adversity that their own life causes. If if having a coach on the team brings about a frustration in them, let that frustration happen. That that can be a great tool for their arrogance to get worked on. Don't swoop in and and try to get their coach to change. Don't swoop in and and, uh, think, okay, I need to get them in in a different team or something. That's usually not the answer. Every now and then you need to do that. But generally speaking, If your child has adversity that comes about in their life, 
let them face it. And and let them face it alone. It doesn't mean that you're not present. It doesn't mean that you won't be a sounding board, uh, a source of wisdom. It just means if they're having trouble with a teacher or a coach, let them face it. Give them some advice, but let them face it. Do not take away the adversity of their life. Adversity is one of the best medicines for the arrogance of the human being. So when you let your child face adversity, you are giving your child an opportunity to overcome maybe their life's greatest problem, which is simply pride. So number one, let them face their adversity. Number two, your child is arrogant and it causes so many problems in the relationship. If you want to impact their life, here's the best way to do it. Face your own life honestly. Face your own junk honestly. This may not even be fair to hear me say this, but here's the trap we have as a parent. Your kid has a problem and we become fixated on changing their problem, but we can't. We really can't change humans, especially once they're teenagers and older. Can we really change people? We as humans get really entrenched in how we think. We become very guarded so easily. And certainly teenagers get really entrenched in their their arrogance, their ignorance, their insecurities, they get really guarded as well. So when we, when we make our mission, how can I change this human? We will lose our ability to impact them because we're waking up with the mission of changing them. The best way to impact another human being is to live your best life. And for most of us, most of the time, the way for us to live our best life is to face our own junk. I see it time and time in families where the best way for the kids' behavior to change is if mom and dad work on their marriage. I'm going to say it again. I see it over and over again. Parents that are looking at their kids and they don't like the direction they're going in, They fear their child's future. And the way they could best impact their kids is if they were willing to face the junk within their own marriage. Listen, friends. To be human is to have junk. If you have junk in your life, it's because you're a human. You got junk in your marriage? It's because you're human. But it's okay. The difference between someone that honestly faces junk versus the person that just kind of ignores it, ignores it, covers it up, and never faces it, the difference is monumental. If you want to impact your child, 
face your own junk. Most, most parenting problems are actually marriage problems that show up in parenting. Where a husband and a wife have been living life just so fast and so furious, the goal has become to uh, raise kids that are great at this or raise kids that are doing that. And our mission becomes about the kids and the mission of the marriage gets left behind. Marriage is the parenting machine. Marriage is the parenting machine. When the marriage is in a good place, the decisions as parents become better. So, the human instinct is, my kid has a problem. I'm going to wake up every day and figure out how to change it. That probably isn't very helpful. The best way to impact anyone in your life, certainly your kids, is by you living your personal best life. And living your personal best life is about having the courage to face your own junk. Third thing I want to say, to impact that that arrogant teenager, is that humility comes through experience. You You can't talk to someone who's arrogant and say, you know, humility will really help you. It just doesn't work. Not for the teenager, not even for the adult. Humility is something we need to experience. We need to do something that requires humility to grow in humility. For instance, when I I taught for many years, and every now and then I'd have these students that were were popular, good-looking, and really athletic. Frankly, usually when kids have all those things going for them, they are very hard to reach because they, 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 put their, they put their security in those things. They feel like they've arrived. Look at how I look. Look at how I play. Look how many friends I have. I'm, I'm it. <laughs> now, deep down, they know that they're not, but they have so many things to kind of put out there to the world that they develop this arrogance Arrogance oftentimes is just a false confidence. And so think about that. For many teenagers, if they have things going for them, like I'm popular, I am good at a sport, I'm good looking, maybe my family is wealthy, it sets the table perfectly for arrogance. But every now and then, I would teach a student that seemed to have all these things going for them yet they were humble. And quite frankly, it was almost stunning to me. Why is this this teenager so humble? Because they have all these things going for them. It's almost hard to be humble. When I came across students like that, I would always interview their families. I, I would kind of investigate them a little bit. What's going on in this family? Here's the thing I heard time and time again from those families. Stories just like this. 
once a month as a family, we go to a horse farm and help, we help disabled children ride ponies. Or once a month, we go to this area in our city where homeless people are, and we hand out blankets or gloves and mittens. Or we volunteer in the church and our kids help with the three and four-year-olds. Humility comes through experiences. In many of our young people, everything in their life is just their thing. It's my school, my education, my stuff, my phone, my friends, my sport, my activities, my time, my everything is theirs. And even though some of it requires work, At the core, it's just them taking care of themselves. Humility comes through experiences. So anything you can do to cause your child to see with their own eyes and touch with their own hands things that enable humility to get stirred up within them. I hear this from families. Some families, they do a yearly or every two years, they go on a missions trip. Quite frankly, for some families, they went on a missions trip one time and their child saw with their own eyes people that don't get to eat, people that wonder where their water's coming from. You can't teach humility. But people experience things that cause humility to be created. So I want to encourage you with that. If your child is dealing with arrogance, going to them and saying, you know, you are really arrogant and it's irritating me. Although those things are true, that's not going to change anything. So friend, those are the three things I want to say to you concerning, okay, you have an arrogant child and your home. Number one, let them face adversity, especially when you have nothing to do with it. It's their teacher. It's their coach. It's something out there in the world they face. It's the person they work for. Let them face adversity. Secondly, live your, live your best life by facing your own junk. And number three, help them cultivate humility through experiences. You can't teach humility, but you can provide experiences that cultivate humility. My friends, if you want additional resources on, uh, for instance, parenting, there's a video course that I put together called How to Be a Confident Father. I can't recommend it to you enough. I don't recommend it to you because I was this perfect dad because I wasn't and no dad is perfect. But I'm old enough now and my kids are out of the house that I've seen enough. I know enough. I have, I've studied the lives of real families up close for 25 years. And so in this course, I've put together the information to help you be confident about what you're doing as a father. It's too hard. It can be way too complicated. But if you're confident, 
You'll knock it out of the park as a dad. I'm confident you will. My friend, thank you for joining us. You probably have a friend that's dealing with an arrogant teenager in their home. This podcast might be a great resource for them. If you, if you have that friend, would you please pass this podcast on to them? When you do that, you're going to be helping a friend, and you're going to be also helping this friend that you're listening to. Until next time, we'll catch you later on the My Life Platform podcast.